Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Olivia Frisa, Global Head of Markets 360 at BNP Paribas, and I'm joined today by David Wilson, Senior Metals Strategist. Today we will discuss base metals focusing on nickel. It's Friday morning in London on the 18th of March 2022. David, Have concerns over sanctions limiting Russian nickel exports been a material factor in driving nickel price to record highs? Yes, very clearly they have. We've seen the impact of the invasion and then subsequent uh, um, implementation of financial sanctions. Although these sanctions are not specifically targeted on uh, commodity producers and commodity exports, they have clearly impacted sentiment on what is already a very tight market. Now, we think the actual origin of the price surge uh, was was actually in last year. We started seeing a dominant short position being built up uh, from November onwards. And on the other side, we started to also see a, a dominant long position, effectively controlling most of the available LME nickel inventory That started building also from November um, last year. So we saw tension between these two dominant positions um, tighten the market, tighten cash to LME three-month spreads uh, quite significantly. And we also saw it push prices from $20,000 up to $25,000 a tonne by March. In the month up to the 24th of, of February, the daily trading range was typically between... F- $400 to $700 a tonne, a fairly normal range. We, you know, this, is, this is fairly normal for nickel. But after the invasion, we saw the fears of the potential loss of, of Russian supply, and Russia produces around about 200,000 tonnes of nickel a year, so quite a significant proportion of, of annual nickel production. Well, we saw the fear of the loss of uh, access to this, this material materially push prices up. Um, if we look at the, the trading range post the invasion, On the 7th of March, the, the, the daily trading range expanded massively to over $25,000 a tonne. And then on the 8th of March, it was over $50,000 a tonne. It was then that the LME actually decided to suspend trading. Right, David. So you're mentioning uh, the suspension of nickel trading after prices surged on, on the 8th of March. What has happened since the suspension? Well, the, the LME resumed um, trading on Wednesday the 16th, so this, this week, and to try and ensure that the market would behave in an orderly manner, they introduced initially a 5% daily trading range. So from the open, the price was only allowed to move up 5% or down 5% com- compared to that opening price. What actually happened was that the price opened and hit that f- the 5% down limit almost immediately. And the problem here is that Although the, the LME nickel price was suspended from trading, we also had the major uh, Chinese uh, reference price, the Shanghai Futures Exchange price, continuing to largely trade through that period. And that price fell quite dramatically. It fell from $42,000 a tonne to, to just over $30,000 a tonne. So when the LME reopened their pricing, it was reopened at the close of Monday the 7th, which was round about $48,000 a tonne. So there was a big... Uh, difference between the opening LME price and where Shanghai was trading. So it's obvious that the LME price would try and trade down to, to the prevailing Shanghai price. They widened the, the trading bands for trading on Thursday the 17th to 8%. It opened and hit that almost Im- uh, immediately. And subsequently, they've now op- widened those bands again to 12% um, on the 18th. 
it also opened and hit that uh, down limit um, almost immediately again. This is going to continue to happen until the LME prices effectively move or, or converge to a level uh, that's roughly similar to the Shanghai price. Thank you, David, for making something quite complex look as simple as possible. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation or any form of advice from BNP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.